the thing. We're all <laughs> we're all in a meeting of Readers Anonymous tonight, and it is all good. Um, all righty. Good evening. Um, today is uh, June twenty first, twenty twenty three, and we're studying the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, this week, we're looking at stories, prefaces, forwards, and other parts of this program. And our speaker tonight is Gunit. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all so much. Good evening, I should say, um, Ganit, compulsive overeater, and just uh, so, so grateful to be here, I must say that, but there is a reason I don't do evening meetings by this point of the day. I am completely, <laughs> insanely wiped out, and it's pretty funny that it's hump day and all I want to do is uh, whatever, but anyways, um, I took out my little big book here and I thought we would read first. So this is really life on life's terms, but I have to say, I love how this meeting has gone so far. I was rushing to make sure I get on and just the fact that, you know, we're just going through it past the technology and all of it. This is why I feel, this is why I feel home. And, you know, I could just go on and on about that and, um, You know, I came into these rooms, God willing, Friday will be 12 years. And I, I just, I can't even say that looking you in the eyes because it is so unbelievable to me to even have 12 seconds. I mean, it is truly, truly a power greater, greater than myself. And I love the conception. I, you guys are such a pocket of strength for me when I can't get to a meeting and I'm just, there's that gift of willingness. And before I close out the day, I need that evening. And I join in on you guys on, on a Monday or a Wednesday or two. And I just, even if I'm just listening in the background and hearing three things, the fact that we listen to the conception of your higher power, the conception of my, to encourage that. And if I said one thing, and this would probably be the most truthful thing that I've gotten, or one of the most important things that I've gotten through this, I think I said it maybe five years in or something, my job, or not my job, but the greatest gift, if I can truly have the courage to follow the higher power of my desire and help somebody else do that, that's, that's it. That's it. You know, it, there's nothing else and in, everything involves the ego other than that to me. There's chatter, there's stories, there's background, there's, and that's, it's so simple. It's so unbelievably simple, but this mind, why I say 12 seconds and I can't even look in the, because it is so far beyond me. It is a gift that I need my higher power to help me even accept because it's too good. It's just too good. But I look at these prefaces and these forwards and when I first came in, I was like, what? I couldn't understand why, you know, it says to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the purpose of this book. 
I couldn't understand what I, I, I liked the words. I liked the sayings. I liked Bill's story. I liked it. But I was like, what? why am I hesitant? Because I realized every single thing that was hesitating me was judgment built upon my false conceptions of, of God, of how I should live, how life should be and basically my core addiction of you name the situation but my core addiction of i'm doing it wrong i'm not willing that's why this isn't happening and how can i even bother to ask god to help me because you know i'm not even willing there was so much separation or how it should look like forget about the fact that i was playing god or a fake god in that situation you know that that truly was what I was doing and what I still do. That's why I need this every single second, because I automatically am so prone to what will he think? What will she think? What will this isn't the way it's supposed to look? I didn't meditate properly in the morning. How can I have a good day? My da -da 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 you know, all of it. And it's like, I deserve not to. I mean, you know, don't even bother to ask. And then there's a pity party before the party of the day has even begun. There's already demoralized negativity. How can I show up? And I'm like getting on this. Meeting. I'm like, Victoria, thank you for asking me to speak, but I have no idea what I'm possibly going to say at this point. I just literally was like listening to that we agnostics and it's so ironic, but it's truly like a higher power's gift that I came in believing in God. I came in believing in the God of my religion, and I had a relationship with that God. Believe it or not, I just didn't realize the difference of that personal relationship and that spiritual. I did not realize it, that I had it. But it's so interesting that the chapter I've worked the hardest in a way in this book is We Agnostics. My sponsor, God bless her, was my sponsor to, for so long. And then life happened and she needed to just focus on her life. But by the grace of God, I met another wonderful spiritual person who knew me like from day one. And she said, it's your favorite chapter, We Agnostics. Why is it my favorite chapter? Because I grinded my hands till they were bleeding in the desperation to believe my desire. I can't always say my understanding. Why do I say my desire? Because my understanding still starts the thinking, like the logic that the, I'm too smart. You know, I have degrees. I, I know my understanding. I've read about God. I've heard about God. And I was looking why my hands were bleeding and in that sense of death, I was looking to forget what I know. And the and with double degrees and professionalism and everything else going for her, a hardworking family, like first generation, I put, helped put myself through my master's in a way. Yeah, I mean, like first generation to be here in a sense, first generation of my immediate family to do a mass. I mean, crazy good schools. I mean, schools that people would sell their kids for and things like that, you know, I mean, and I am asking, make me stupid. Make me stupid. And it's like that set aside prayer. 
I have no idea. I don't know what you said. I don't know what Bill said. I don't know what he said. And I don't know what the priest engraved in me since the day I was born. Now let's you and I talk. And that's what I was looking for. And when I read that we agnostics and I read, well, there was no plane and there was no flight and then the flight still happened. I was looking for freedom from logic and infinite. And when I read infinite God over finite self of fear, I realized that's what I'm looking for. Not your conception or my conception or is this right or that. That's why the diet couldn't work. That's why the food plan can't work. That's why this can't, until I finally said, what am I hesitating for with each word? Because I was taking the same judgment of black and white. And I'm like, why am I so hesitant to this book and putting it on this book? Chorotic behavior. You name the situation. I got it. Why can't I talk to you and be vulnerable? Because you're going to tell me I'm doing it wrong. Because it's not looking right. It's not looking like you. My body doesn't look the way that it should. Compares and despairs all the way through. So when I look at the preface and the forward and all of it, it's like a welcome. Welcome. To anyone who's struggling, what my time can tell me today that I can say is forget anything that feels like it's blocking me in the heavy baggage of I can't, I can't, I can't. It's just a welcome. It's like good, good, as uncomfortable as it is. Congratulations on having a feeling and being willing to sit through it. And that's what I've also learned. It's a journey. It doesn't finish. I don't graduate. It's like I get to the 12th step and now I won't have those thoughts. And no, it means I'm going to sit in that discomfort until call it God's time, my time, whatever. That oneness is ready to move. And when I say that, it's like a couple of years into it, my life changed dramatically from somebody who had it all laid out for her. 10 minutes. Thank you. So this is how you're going to live. This is what's going to make God happy. And then feeling like I betrayed God himself because I'm not doing it. It's kind of ironic because now here I am working a spiritual program of recovery, feeling like I betrayed God himself on everything in culture and people and how I think my life should have been and totally different. And I've ruined everybody's life. But I knew this. He loves me too much to let me die like this. And somehow to me, the last house on the block meant these, there's something happens with abstinence. This awakening thing happens where I can't disbelieve those thoughts anymore. Where I'm like, could this God really be that way? So the last house on the block wasn't so much about, yeah, this food thing's going to work this way. No, the last house on the block was and is 
to me, I can only speak for me. Please take what you like. Don't take anything if nothing works for you here. But to me, the last house on the block is the higher power of my desires. Got to be real. It's got to be real. Otherwise, what I was saying is God take this or take me. Death would have been easier than those thoughts. The knives of pain would have been easier than the knives of pain I've been feeling in my body, but not willing to acknowledge because I was too busy restricting, dieting, binging, uh, taking a laxative because the body was out of control. Oh no, if I just work out more, it'll be okay. All the stuff to do anything but deal with that bankruptcy of my soul. Why did we agnostics have to work exactly that? So when I look at these pages and I say, welcome, in the last whatever five minutes or so that I possibly have left here, all I can say is it's still a reprieve because though the pain of being willing to see this can't be the big book, this can't be that God, this just can't, you know, and I realized a program of action is living that action. If I can't live that unconditional power. Like I don't have to pray for you to keep me abstinent. I don't have to do anything for you to love me. I needed the unconditional. I, I can only speak from, I needed no matter where the size goes, that's just right. And the, even in my abstinence, the body has changed. Oh my God, I was just saying to my sponsor, it's like in the past five years or something, especially three, I want a bigger size. And it's like, thank you, God, I'm healthy. Fine with that. Because the day I came in for all the obsession I had, and I didn't have the words to say it until the day I came in, just like those thoughts of God loves me, everything's fine. I didn't have the, 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 the presence to say it's not these old ideas. But the day I came in, I couldn't believe what came out of me. It's like, whatever the pant size, that's what's right. I want peace. And I would take like 10, three sizes into the trial room and hopefully not look at the number and walk out with the one that fits. Now I could go on and on, but I've worked really so much in the past few months, especially about trying to let go of that as the body changes and life change. It's like, can I keep it simple again? I'm healthy. I want to feel comfortable. Maybe the style of the skinny jeans was there ten, five years ago, but it doesn't feel comfortable today to me. She's like, you look great. I looked at some pictures finally without the body dysmorphia. I was like, kind of look the same. Maybe, you know, little bit here and there, but I can't even tell because I also wanted to give up the scale. So, you know, it's healthy. It's beautiful. I can't say I'm always free from it. Just this morning I was working out. No, you know, anyways, that, that waste of time and those thoughts and so forth. But it's to me that simplicity of are you happy? Are you okay? Are you healthy? I have more energy than I ever had in whatever size I was trying to be. I have more peace because I'm not controlling and managing the crap out of it. Five minutes. I have, thank you, that freedom 
or the will every day that freedom from those old ideas has grown because of this welcome. Okay. What I've learned to see all that black and white of how dare I ask God to, is my heart and what it wants okay with you? There was so much judgment about that because it was never asked of me in my entire life. It was like, this is what's going to make you happy. This is the path laid out. This is everything. And I kid you not, you guys, I had that family. I still do. In like the first six months of absence, I swear there was like, the Pope of India in my home basically saying as I was growing into my own woman, this would make your mother so much happy and you're, and this is like the right thing to, and talk about working a spiritual program of recovery that I lasted abstinent and I stayed true to that higher power and I walked out of that home and I literally said, God, it is just you and me now. And I had no idea of those words, just like the pants size. I don't care. I just want peace. I had no idea of those words came about a level of honesty that I didn't know was buried in there. And when I did, all those relationships have changed. My dear friends realized that were spiritual said to me, you're going to get so much respect. You have no idea what you're going to do with God bless her. She said that to me and it has come around. It has been a different relationship with my mom. Is I we willingly, I willingly go out of my way to be of service. A girl who didn't do PE, did marathons for breast cancer. And that is like, oh, if I'm gonna do a marathon, I might as well do it for some great call. That's not me. And I mean, you know, the whole restriction side of every oh, I'll lose 20 pounds. No, I fueled it up. I didn't calculate the fuel, by the way. That was my higher power, fueling it up and fueling it down. And every single second that I think, oh, 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 I think I'm going to lose it. I think I'm going to lose it. I've learned with every test of faith. There's one thing I've learned. Faith, I could write about it. It's not going to work. I got to just live through that fear. And there's been no grace about living through fear. It's not been like, I believe in you, God, and we're going to be great. No, it's been like, F, you out there? I mean, you out there? You out there? And somehow, I mean, I even remember on a cold two minutes. minutes. Thank you so much. Cold night, right when I did that first marathon, and I had the second half of the marathon to do. Uh, and I there was the dinner table laid out, and it was like, I couldn't move to do it because I didn't feel serene. And I was like, I don't care how tired I am. And I was like, I need to stand still right here until I was blessed to move. And then came the plate. And then came on a cold night or in a tent or my bones were probably shaking from having done it, but was the best sleep of my life. And that's what I mean, protected. And that's what I keep getting reminded of, even though I'm like, will the faith thing come through again? And look at my feet. I'm like, just relax. I've learned to see when I asked a dear friend about that heart 
And I said, can I just follow it and not worry if I'm doing right or wrong by my higher power? And she looked at me and she said, that's exactly what humility is. And I just liked that so much that my brain did not want to get involved to say, is it, is it not? And I constantly need that reprieve. So all I can say is thank you for welcome, welcoming me and helping me see that every prejudice and just judgment and compare and despair I have that would keep me isolated from you. You don't believe in that. And you want to encourage me to work the program of my understanding and why I say the weight thing and everything else, because if I learn to stop self-sabotaging myself, where my body dysmorphia lies of, well, you're just going to go up and up and up, or you'll just go down and, you know, it doesn't happen. It hasn't happened. He won't. It's just a human body. Drink water, it grows. Life changes, it grows. It's just a human body. But by thy grace, thank you for the abstinence. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, we're now going to open the meeting for uh, questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book, study sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and the steps being studied. We ask that you accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or uh, star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and then ask you to unmute when it's your turn. All right, would our timekeeper uh, please set a timer for three minutes for the share and announce when time is up. If the speaker's asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. All right, so I see Chanel. All right, Chanel's having trouble unmuting. This is definitely, there we go. All right, hi there. Thank you, I'm still Chanel. I'm still a grateful compulsive eater. Ganit, wow, I don't know how I haven't heard you share before but wow like and that's when you're just winging it supposedly <laughs> that was powerful higher power was definitely there and um my question for you you were talking at the beginning about how you already had a higher power when you came and and a relationship with your higher power when you came into program and that you hadn't i don't want to misquote you but if I understood it was cor correctly, if I understood you correctly, hadn't quite differentiated relationship with the spiritual. And I don't know where you were heading with that. I missed it somehow. Can you, if that makes sense, would you mind explaining that to me? Thank you. Thank you, Chanel. Thank you for being here. Uh, no apologies necessary. I feel like I was tangents all over the place here, but um, let's see, relationship. and So I'll just tell you from my experience, simply put, I always believed in that power and I had that relationship, that personal relationship. And that's what made me realize that 
all those false ideas that feel so heavy to follow that, you know, I can't say were false at that time, but just that unconditional, like, even if I didn't do anything, you would still love me and you would still give to me and you would still carry me through an abstinence and life and everything. I needed to believe that I, I, I had that glimmer inside of me my whole life, like is always kind and smiling and protecting and whatever I do is going to be freedom and choice. And that's what's grew, but where I, what, what I needed to work through and what these steps and what this big book and everything that I've done and through the years and continue to do works through is the blockage of why I don't honor that relationship. And so hopefully that clears it up in that sense, because my brain goes into stories and stories as to why I'm not honoring that relation. It's very simple, but my complicated addict, negative stinking thinking mind needs a moment to moment reprieve. Thank you. Thanks for the question. Thanks for the awesome answer. And now we're going to go to Yvonne. Hi, everybody. Yvonne A., compulsive overeater, and so glad to be back and good neat. What I've been away for a couple of weeks, so I'm just getting plugged back into the fellowship, plugged back into CYOC, and such a pleasure to hear you. I have obviously had the honor of speaking with you a few times on the phone, having met you in person, which was awesome. And, um, you know, your passion after 12 years in this program is so inspiring to me. Um, because I, I just don't know how you maintain that level of enthusiasm of engagement. Um, and yet you find a way every day, um, to, to bring that, um, into your own life and into mine, because I'm sitting here um, getting to listen to your words. Um, and so what a treat to come home uh, to that tonight and to, to hear you. Um, I will just say briefly on the, the forwards and stuff. I mean, I think there's a line in, in the, I don't know if it's the preface or the forward that talks about you know, alcoholics being sick people. And that was one of the first things that I learned when I got here is that I was sick. I was a sick person. I had um, a spiritual malady. Um, I wasn't a bad person. I had thought for decades, I was a bad person. And I was trying to be a good person. Um, but the big book tells me I'm a sick person trying to get well. And every day that I'm able to connect with my higher power, every day that I'm able con to connect with the fellowship is a day that I'm contributing to getting well, that I'm taking my spiritual medicine and living a life that has me connected to that higher power that for so many decades I had built a solid wall around myself, not even realizing because I would have told you the same thing. I would have said I had a strong relationship with higher power, that I had a personal relationship with higher power. But when I arrived on the doorstep here, I realized that that wasn't true anymore. That was a, a false belief that I had, a lie that I was continuing to tell myself. And so 
it is, like I say, a, a, a privilege to hear your story. It's a privilege to um, be here with all of you tonight and, and to be reminded that I am a sick person getting well one day at a time in these rooms with all of you. I love you all. Thank you. Alrighty, so I put myself on stack. Um, Kanit, thank you so much. Um, what you said about praying to forget everything, all of the information, it's all such seductive, heady stuff, all the things I think I know, even the good stuff, right? It's it, for me, so hearing you say that um, and just, you focusing on that desire and that desire to follow this higher power of your conception and how it's that desire and just I don't do it perfectly um I'm it, it's 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 going all kinds of ways all the time but when you said that that resonates with me because when I take that second step and I am willing to believe that there is a power out there that is loving that is everything and it wants to save my butt and is like ready, happy, willing, eager to save my butt, then that <laughs> I just heard that in your share. And I just want and, and just like the humility I hear and what you shared about like, okay, hey, if this is if this is what I'm connecting to, then please erase whatever else I think is the going story. Cause you know, um, and like you said, like this conception of power that is everything to me didn't change. It was me that changed. And the way that it changed just for me is that unknowing and not knowing so that I could be connected. So I just, man, thank you so much for your share. It just really, um, and, and, and yeah, and the welcome, right? The welcome, the preface, the forwards, welcome. We're sick too. And this is what we did. And there's there's a lot of us out here who are sick and we're out here trying to find each other so we can describe what we did to get well together. So yeah, thank you so much. I just really appreciate it. Um, next we've got Francesca. Thank you so much, Sherry. Hi everyone, Francesca. Grateful, compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, thanks, Kani. I'm so grateful to see you. Man, you personify attraction versus promotion. It's like I feel like someone could be in this room and not know what you're talking about at all because you know they don't know OA or program, but be like, whatever this is, I want it because this person is just beaming you know this person is happy and doesn't and I'm like what a gift to be like oh I don't have to make sense like you know none of this makes sense you know like I that's why I'm a grateful compulsive leader you said um God would take it or take me and um I, I've heard a lot of people share this but you know I just was at the point where I was mad that I was a lot I was mad that I couldn't commit suicide that I didn't have the strength to do that. That's what I thought, you know, I would just be driving and be like, Oh, why can't I just drive in the road? You know, that's, so it's like, yeah, just take me or take this, you know? So that 
in that same breath, you can be talking about that. And then also talking about, you know, the miracle it's like in the doctor's opinion, it's like, um, you know, from a trembling despair, you know, strange as it may seem the same person who once seemed, you know, totally incapable, um, now can easily, you know, um, turn away. And I've, I've heard it said, you know, in this, in, um, by someone in this meeting, it's like, well, it's not easy. Like, like people said, well, it's not easy. I have to do this and this and this and that, like what you described about your life before the laxatives and the, all that stuff is not easy. So this stuff is a cakewalk, excuse my analogy, but, um, in comparison. Um, and so I love how you said, um, you know, yeah, forget anything that feels like it's blocking me. Um, oh, and you said, congrats for having a feeling and sitting through it. You know, it's like, I just, you know, it's like anytime I had a feeling like, or before, like if I ate something that I didn't like, it's like, well, how dare the universe do this to me? Like I ate something I didn't like, you know, food has to be amazing every time. And now I can be like, oh, I don't really like that. Okay. You know? Um, and so, yeah, I'm just really grateful that, um, you know, you said, um, also, yeah, like your higher power has to be real. Um, and that, you know, that you have to something for you to deal with this bankruptcy and just people in general who, um, have enthusiasm for this program after being in it for a long time really helps me because I'm like, oh yeah, that's why it's an everyday program. And we have to be rooted in step one. Cause I like to control things. I like to take back control all the time. And uh, reminder. Thank you so much, Lisa. I didn't think I was going to talk the whole time because I'm kind of tired, but of course I did because I like talking and um, because I'm just, yeah. Thank you so much for your share. Kidney. I'm so grateful. And your kind of like free flow, like scatteredness type of thing is just a gift for me because it's just like, oh, I don't have to be like collected or together or whatever. Um, and I'm just, you know, trust that the message that needs to be heard is going to be shared and received. And um, so, yes, thank you. Um, we are now going to stop the recording.